we're continuing to look at some of the more minor Bible characters and think about what we can learn from them. And today we're thinking about Miriam from Numbers chapter 12 and the destructive power of complaining. So a little bit of background. Miriam was the older sister of Moses and Aaron. But unlike Moses, it appears that she was a natural leader. She had probably taken it upon herself to watch what became of Moses after their mother placed him in the Nile. And then she boldly approached Pharaoh's daughter and offered to find a Hebrew wet nurse for him, which enabled their mother to carry on caring for Moses until he was weaned. Then later, after witnessing all that God had done to free the Israelites from slavery, culminating in the crossing of the Red Sea, it was Miriam who led all the Israelite women in a song of praise. And she is the first woman in scripture to be named as a prophet. When we join her story, though, in Numbers 12, more than a year has passed. And most of that time, the Israelites have been camped next to Mount Sinai. But they had recently just finally set off towards the promised land. Now, Miriam, having once been at the centre of the events of the Exodus, she had got to the point where she felt in Moses' shadow. And as he had grown into his leadership role, she seemed to feel diminished by his success. And her response, though, was rather than to take these feelings to God, she instead led Aaron to join her in complaining against Moses. So at the start of chapter 12, we read, Miriam and Aaron began to talk against Moses because of his Cushite wife, for he had married a Cushite. Has the Lord spoken only through Moses, they asked? Hasn't he also spoken through us? And the Lord heard this. So the first thing we notice is that Miriam is using a pretext for her complaint. Moses had married a non-Israelite. And she made sure she chose something of which she herself was not guilty. But it's still clear that this is just a smokescreen covering her jealousy. Secondly, she obviously didn't seem to anticipate that God would react in the way that he did. And I think we can do this too. We can think that complaining isn't really a big deal. It's a bit like telling a white lie. Everybody does it. God understands. He knows we need to vent a bit. But God's reaction is to immediately call her to account. And he is described later in the chapter as burning with anger. God points out to Miriam what she had had opportunity to see for herself. He says, when there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. But this is not true of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak face to face, clearly and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Well, the immediate consequence of her action was that Miriam was struck down with leprosy. Aaron immediately beseeches Moses to pray for her and God responds to the prayer that she will be restored, but not for seven days, because that was the punishment 
for the Israelites when a father had been wronged by his daughter. So notice that even within the punishment is the affirmation that Miriam is being disciplined as God's child. During her week of isolation, we're told that God's presence departed from the Israelite camp. So our complaining doesn't just affect us, but has an impact on the rest of God's people. So just a few thoughts on why this type of complaining is so destructive. Well, it's often rooted in comparison and envy, which are not healthy things. Envy being wanting aspects of someone else's life. And it can lead us to resentment of what they have and an inability to praise and encourage them as we should. Ultimately, though, we are complaining against God. Instead of taking our complaints to him and wrestling with them with him, we show a lack of trust in him. The belief that he's holding out on us and that he won't give us what we think we need and deserve. This is a denial of God's goodness and sovereignty. In 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18, we find the opposite response. It says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. This is a challenging verse. Give thanks is given as an instruction and in all circumstances, not just the pleasant ones. Our character will be shaped by our response to times of testing. We can choose complaining or we can take our anxieties to God and then respond to the situation with gratitude and trust, trusting that in all things God is working for our good, as it says in Romans 8. But why is this God's will for us? He isn't some kind of narcissist needing our constant praise and thanks. No, it's because he knows that we need to express our praise and thanks to him in all circumstances, because it's the path to our flourishing. If complaining becomes a pattern, it will gradually poison our ability to enjoy and be grateful for the life that we have. There is a TED talk on gratitude by a Benedictine monk called Brother David, which I highly recommend if you've got 20 minutes to seek it out. He says that we think that once we are happy, then we will be grateful. But he suggests that the reverse is true. It is through being grateful that we will become happy. He goes on to say that it isn't enough just to feel grateful. We have to speak it out. When we choose to do this, to trust and to give thanks rather than complain, we shine a light which encourages others to follow. And in this way, our thanksgiving impacts the lives of others and flows into our own hearts as joy. <laughs>